You're listening to the Pines Church Podcast. To learn more, visit thepineschurch.com. All right, good morning, everyone. That was a lot of information. If I gave you a test on that, would you get all that right? <laughs> okay, um, a couple of reminders on that. First and foremost, let me just say, for the, we know, I know we have a lot of guests because we have baptism in the house. I just want to say, um, I recently had gum surgery, and so I sound a little like Marsha Brady. So if, that, if you're like, what is wrong with this dude? I just, want, I just want to address the elephant in the room. I am healing, thank the Lord. I would not recommend that surgery for anyone. Um, and so next week is daylight savings time. Yeah, make sure that you're on top of that. Um, church is one of those things because it, it, it changes on Saturday night that people end up coming uh, late. So just make sure we fall back, right, and we spring forward. So, and then we have a lot of things going on for November outreach for Thanksgiving. So you can take a look at our website. If you'd like to volunteer for the day before Thanksgiving to set all of the meals up and get ready for the coat drive, they'll, we, we need a lot of volunteers. So if you go to Guest Central as you leave, you can just sign up and we'll send you all of the information. Um, today, we have a couple of things going on. We are taking our Kingdom Builders offering which we've been talking about for about three weeks. The Holy Spirit has put a press upon our hearts to build a silo of funds so that when disaster occurs, we aren't reactive, but we can be proactive in meeting the needs of our community and our state and even of the world. And so we've been ramping up to this place. This is above and beyond the tithe. And so we're going to be talking about that today. But I just want to say this, if you're a guest in this house, this does not apply to you. This is something for a Pines Church people that we've been talking about a long time. We've been preparing for, we've been praying for, we've been planning for. And so as we talk about this and as we take this offering, I don't want you to feel this this pressure um, to have to give because we're not about manipulation. We're not about um, emotionalism. Uh, last week, I, I gave this example. We've all seen the um, animal shelter commercial with the Sarah McLaughlin. In the arms of the angel. If I was to play that right now, every single one of you would be giving. Okay, so we're not, we're not going to pull on the heartstrings of people because this is something that's personal that we've prayed about, that we've worked out with the Lord. I know Jess and I have been talking about it all throughout the week, and we even had a conversation about it uh, this morning about what we were going to give our first and best above our ties specifically towards this. But for those of you that are joining, I didn't want you to have to feel any pressure like, am I supposed to give? Like, no, this is for our house, but we are going to be talking about it because it happened to land on baptism um, Sunday, which interestingly enough, we didn't plan on doing baptisms, but I had so many people reach out to me last week that I asked for a show of hands. We had seven people volunteer. So I wanted to do that before I got too cold. Should have done it yesterday. <laughs> but uh, every day that we do it, you know, it was 80 degrees yesterday. Are you kidding me? It's 40 degrees now. But I want you to know that we have a team of people that got here at seven o'clock in the morning and they are boiling pots of water. And they are pouring it into the trough. So hopefully it's going to be bearable. But all joking aside, there are people getting baptized all over the world under penalty of death. So I applaud the young men and women that have stepped up, that, got, that tapped me on the shoulder and said, we want to get baptized. I was talking about the sense of urgency that the world, the, you know, Jesus's return is imminent. We see all the signs and these young people reached out to me. There is something different about this younger generation 
It's not just the crazy names. They were meant to do something. I mean this. They were meant to do something in the crazy hair. They were meant to do something that we've never done before. So instead of looking at them and belittling them and complaining about them, we need to champion them. We need to share our failures so that they can learn from our mistakes. And we need to share our strengths because I truly believe that this young generation has been marked by God with a destiny that this world has not seen that they will move in signs, wonders, and miracles in ushering in the return of the Lord. So I'm just so proud of each and every single one of you. I think I've connected with you before, but I'm so proud that you're willing to get baptized on a day that is 40 degrees in the cold because the Holy Spirit has moved upon your heart and nobody twisted your arm and nobody moved on you. So yeah, we can go ahead. I mean that. That's an exercise of faith. And so I want to talk about our kingdom builders offering. I don't want to take too long, but what is a kingdom builder? You hear me tossing around that that vernacular. It essentially means this, one who devotes his or her God-given talents and gifts to build the kingdom. I want to use this quote from C.S. Lewis. It said, if you read history, you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world, which is a category that we all want to be in, were precisely those who who thought most about the next. It is since Christians who have largely ceased to think about the other world, they have become so ineffective in this. And so I just want to, I'm going to, for the team that's back there with the, uh, with the PowerPoint, I'm going to go to um, Proverbs 11, 24, 25 out of the NLT. And it says um, this, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. As we have prayed and planned and prepared our offering, I want to remind you that the Bible says that those who exercise their faith to serve the needs of others, to bless the needs of others, will themselves be refreshed. None of us give to receive a reward, but because God is a rewarder, think about it. This is how he introduced himself to Abraham. He said, I am your shield, your exceeding great reward. Because God is a rewarder, he will make sure that you prosper and that you are blessed so that you can be a blessing to others. God wants to prosper and to bless each and every single one of you. Not so you can say, what time is it? And flash your watch, but that so you can get the finances and the resources into other people's hands who are hurting. It goes on in Psalm uh, 112.5 to say this, good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. I just want to give you the Hebrew definition of that word lend. It has the meaning of attaching oneself to someone or something. And as we prepare to give this offering, I believe what we are doing is we are attaching ourselves to Christ and to advancing the kingdom of heaven. This offering that we're about to take is going to leave a legacy far beyond our 80, 90, 100 years on this earth. 
it is going to impact generations in making it hard to go to hell from central Maine. That is our heartbeat, is to reach, is to raise a standard against the darkness in this world and to push it back. And so I think we have the legacy offering slide. Um, there are three ways that you can give. You can give in person. There are several, there's a receptacle in the middle. And as you leave, the only thing that I would ask, again, this is above your tithe and offering, is if it's for kingdom builders, you write kingdom builders on it. If you go online um, to give, there's a drop down box. It'll say kingdom builders. That will make sure that your money is properly allocated specifically for this. And then there's tithes as well. And so I want to go ahead and pray over, and I believe, yeah, we have it up on the screen. I want to pray over our kingdom builders um, offering. And I just want to say this. I think I've shared this last week and I, sh I, was, I was talking with my wife. I really believe that the Holy Spirit has put this in my heart. It is not about the amount that we raise. We could raise $167. It is completely irrelevant. What I believe the Lord is doing is galvanizing this body of believers to come together. And whether you give $5, $0.50, $17, $17,000, I really believe the number is irrelevant. That's between you and the Lord. But what the, what the Lord is looking for is a body of believers to come together to say, we're putting a, drawing a line in the sand. We are here. We are not going anywhere. And we are going to stand here until the Lord calls us somewhere else. And we are going to advance the kingdom. And God can work with that. We've been talking about there's a building, we believe, in the future that hasn't materialized. The door hasn't been opened. I believe that this is a step towards that building. Again, not about the amount, but about the unifying of the heart. The Bible says where there's unity, God commands his blessing. And no matter how charismatic or dynamic the leader is, unity is an individual choice. You have to make the decision to unify. So while we're all captivated by sports, you could have the greatest athletes in the world and throw them on a team and it doesn't translate into a championship. There is a decision that each man or woman must make to unify behind a vision. But when that happens, look out. Because the Red Sox can come back from three games down, 19 to eight to the Yankees and win and then go on to win the World Series. And that's why we cheer, but that's a ball game. And we're talking about advancing the kingdom of heaven. And so how much greater the reward for those who love him. And so I'm gonna go ahead and pray. I probably went too long already. I'm gonna go ahead and pray for the offering. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for every single saint under the sound of my voice. I thank you for leading and guiding them to the pines. I thank you that they planted their lives here. And I'm reminded that the Bible says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. Father, I thank you that you will take this seed that we are sowing collectively and that you will multiply it, that it will live far beyond us, leaving a legacy of kingdom building, Lord. And I just, I believe and I trust that at the right time, you are going to open the doors for us to have a permanent facility for us to be able to have worship nights, 
teen nights, small groups throughout the week. And so we just say in faith, multiply the seed that we are sowing into the ground. Bring in a mighty harvest that you may be glorified. And it's in Jesus' majestic, awesome, powerful name. And everybody that agrees shouts, amen. And let's give them thanks in advance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and dismiss everyone that is getting baptized. You can go ahead and keep the applause going because those guys are very, 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 very brave. I'm just going to share on the next five minutes um, the importance of baptism and what the Bible has to say about baptism. But before I do that, I came across a quote that I thought was uh, it really tied into what we're doing here today. Because how many of you know, if you were born and raised in Maine, you're just built different. You're just built different. Stephen Colbert had this to say about Maine. There are very few people like Mainers. They're strong people. They've got moxie, literally. It's the name of the official state soft drink. It tastes like carbonated cough syrup, but they drink it anyway. (laughs) They drink it anyway because Mainers are tough. These are people whose idea of a beach is a collection of jagged rocks near freezing water. Their state flower, the main state flower, this is true, is a pine cone. And so Maine is built different. We're, we're hard, we're gritty. And so it's almost fitting that it's 40 something degrees outside. But I just came across that and I thought that it was interesting. We believe in baptism here at the Pines Church and you should too. It's an ordinance of the Lord. And what that means is that God commanded it and he ordained it. Matthew 28, 19 says this, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all, everybody say all, 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 the full counsel from Genesis to Revelation to observe all that I have commanded you. It is in baptism by faith that we are united with Christ in his death, in his burial, and his resurrection. That word make disciples is a verb, right? And it's defined as baptizing them and teaching them. So these individuals that are about to go out there in the freezing cold and dunk under that water, the old them is dying and the new them is resurrecting. And they are taking one of their first steps towards discipleship. I had a conversation with them this morning. I said, you understand because you've given your life to Christ that you have submitted your life to the Lordship of Christ. The word Savior is found 36 times in scripture. The word Lord over 7,000. Where do you think God's putting his emphasis? That means that we don't live according to our experience or according to our culture or according to our intellect, but we make decisions based off the word of God. These individuals are making a public declaration, declaration, not a decoration. They're not going to be making any decorations. That's probably taking place in kids right now. They're, gonna, they're making a public declaration of a personal decision and conviction to surrender their lives to the Lordship of Jesus. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices 
when one sinner repents. So maybe you come from different church backgrounds and I love it. There's different seasonings for all, you know, all that's out there. As long as we have the unity of faith and trusting and believing that Jesus was the son of God and the son of man, that he lived a perfect holy life. That he, was raised, that he gave up his life, he was raised from the dead, and that there is no way to the Father except through the Son. We can all agree on that, but we celebrate baptisms here. We cheer them on. We echo with the angels of heaven as we rejoice in these precious souls giving their lives to Christ. And lastly, I'll say this. I shared this with them this morning as well. The Bible says, as Jesus came as a young man, 30 years old. So if you're 30, you're still a young man. Okay, as a young man, Jesus came before he ever did anything in ministry, before he ever started his public ministry. He went to go get baptized from John the Baptist. We know this story. I'm kind of I'm paraphrasing here. And the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. You remember that? He didn't come down like a dove, right? He descended like a dove. I mean, it was gentle move of the Holy Spirit. Okay, when you run like the wind, it doesn't make you wind, right? If you're strong as an ox, it doesn't make you an ox, okay? So don't think, forget about all those flannel graphs where all of a sudden you see this, and this like bird comes down. No wonder people think the Holy Spirit is weird because we make them weird. But the Holy Spirit is a person. And the Holy Spirit said this, and behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And, I, want, and I, I shared this with them. I want you to know that the father's love for you, that his pleasure in your life isn't predicated on your behavior, on how many scriptures you memorize. We will behave well. We will read scripture out of an overflow of our love for him. But the father made it a point before Jesus ever stepped into his ministry for his son to understand that he loved him and that he was pleased with him. And I believe that the Lord would say the same thing to these young men and women who are committing their lives to the Lordship of Jesus and getting baptized in the freezing cold. And so I'm going to invite each and every single one of you to exit the theater and between the men and the women's bathroom, there's a door, a hallway. Walk directly out there. There's hot cocoa waiting for you. We are going to try to do this expeditiously, not rush through it, but we're not going to be lazy in going through it either so that they can get back in into a warm environment. So you are all dismissed for us to celebrate these precious souls. Thank you so much for listening to the Pines Church Podcast, a sermon resource provided by the Pines Church in Bangor, Maine. We'd love to hear from you, so leave us a review on this podcast. If you have any questions, visit thepineschurch.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.